Good day to you. My name is Fred Oakman. And as always with me today is Mr. Jake Peters. We are PS. This is Osma PlayStation Podcast. And this is episode 288. Getting closer to number big 300. This is a show where we share our feelings about the current state of PlayStation. But before we get on with the show, I want to invite you all to subscribe to our channel on YouTube. YouTube.com slash PS. This is awesome. If you want to make fun of our trophy list on the PlayStation Network, you can find me at anchorless underscore 81. And Mr. Jake Peters at jakesaw one Always, you can write the show at PS. This is awesome at gmail.com. Most importantly, don't forget to share the show with your friends. Make sure you leave comments. Rate this podcast. Get on there and do your part. Please, we're doing our part. Please, please, please. Pause the show. Do that. Share it. We're picking up a little momentum right now. I like it. So uh, thank you for new listeners and thanks for tuning in and all of that good stuff. As a reminder, you can watch this show on YouTube, on our channel. And if you are new or if you've been around for a while, we know who you are. Um, we have a Patreon. Uh, you can support our show for $1 a month. The Patreon tier is called the one and only $1 Club. Go to www.patreon.com slash PS. This is awesome to become a $1 patron and get a free die cut vinyl sticker like this one right here in the mail and a shout out on the show. I do want to say that it is always appreciated, but we don't expect it. And uh, I think that maybe, you know, a, a lot of podcasts and people don't come at it with that angle. They're like they're they're kind of money hungry to say, hey, pay up, pay up. You're getting free shit from us. Um, really, this is labor of love. Jake and I love to do this. If you are on board with this show and you want to say thank you, consider that the tip jar. It's one dollar a month. It's on Patreon. And uh, it a little bit can go a long ways if we get enough of you guys and girls supporting the show. Um, the other thing I want to say about that real quick we don't promise any exclusive content, but typically if you are a patron supporter, you do get the show a, a day early, usually a day early. So, uh, yeah, there's that. With that out of the way, Jake, how are you doing this Saturday evening? Uh, uh, doing okay. I'm tired. I just walked nine holes of golf, so that's uh, – um, and I was – at the track yesterday, so I'm a little bit shot in the leg department, mm. but other than that, I'm doing okay. Um, if I had one social commentary that I could make real quick, it's that I don't know how many of our listeners live in a rural area, mm. but one thing as a yokel in a rural area I will say is that um, if you're one of these fucking people that stop in the middle of the road to look at deer that are in a field, <laughs> stop it. Oh. Fucking stop it. Deer. Oh. <laughs> I could understand. Here's the thing. I could understand if you were from like like close to the beach or Florida or something where you don't see deer that often. But like when you're in rural Pennsylvania, it's uncommon to not see a deer at least once a day somewhere. Yeah. They're, they're fucking, they're basically rodents, large rodents. <laughs> they're everywhere. They they're like, we, like we shoot them to try and get the population down. So like, 
here's the thing. I don't even care that people are gawking at deer. I do I do have a problem with spotting private property. I think it's fucking kind of gross. Because there there are times where like I'll be like I'll wake up at night because a truck is fucking idling on the street outside of my house and they're shining a spotlight into my yard. That's fucking creepy. Don't do that either. Yeah, that's really um, weird. That's uncomfortable. But yeah. But um the thing is, is it's not even so much that people are like they think deer are cute or you know it's cool that they see them or whatever. It's like it's legitimately a hazard to just park in the middle of a fucking fifty-five mile an hour road right. to gawk at deer on the side. Like I literally came up over a hill today, driving home, and it's like dusk, so the sun's going down. Come up over a hill. And here there's a fucking car just literally in the middle of the road, stopped completely, just looking at deer in the field. And I just spike the brakes, and I'm just like, what the fuck are you doing? If you want to see the deer that bad, like, pull over and get out of your car. So I, like, I don't I – don't, not that there's any place for them to pull over, but like – and like yesterday, this, this car – I literally was – I was in the pool and I got out of the pool and I watched this car do this. They fucking stopped in the middle of the road by my house, were looking at deer. Then a car came up behind them. So they pulled forward, turned around in the driveway across the street from me, drove back up to where they were and stopped into the middle of the road again to watch fucking deer again. I'm like, bro, they're fucking deer. Who cares? Like uh, – Again, I have to take it away. If you love deer, you've never seen deer before, I get it. But maybe don't like cause a traffic hazard because you want to stare at some deer on the side of the road. I get it. I'm jaded. On on nights like tonight, I just the, the five miles that I drive on my road, I probably see 50 deer every single night when I drive down my road. I'm so jaded over it. I don't give a fuck. But like – Dude, I, the problem is I think a lot of these people are like people that have seen deer all their lives. They're like hunters and shit. And yeah, like I mean like if people you're – and like, Dude, if you're on the back road out by your house, you are from this area. You have seen – if you've seen one – if you've seen one doe, you've seen one baby deer, like a baby deer, and then you've seen one deer with a rack. You've seen all you need to see of deer unless it's like albino. It's like they all look the same. Yeah. They're, they are – I mean I will say this. There's something about a de- – I know they're a deer. But like there's something about a deer that triggers like the dog thing in my head. Like, oh, poor deer. You know what I mean? Like you're like I hope it, make it makes it through. I'm a vegetarian obviously. I think the listeners know this. But like I'm an animal lover. It's like one of those things where I see a deer and I just like instantly want to be compassionate because they seem harmless. But they're not harmless. Their hooves are sharp, and uh, they can grunt and growl and kick up shit like when they see you in the woods and they get angry. Um, I think very seldom do they charge people or attack people, but they they can – they're pretty hardy animals, Dude, male, man. Male deer, fucking bucks kill people every single year. Oh, they do, yeah. Because – because people like try to get close to them when they're in rut and stuff like that, right. and, and then like, they the horn deer they just fucking kill them because down they think they're competition or something. Like I like I can understand if like you're going down the road and you like you see a deer that happens to have like a crazy big set of antlers on it or something. Like they're like that's a very uncommon thing. Even when you see deer all the time, like I I can maybe understand that a little bit. 
But it's like people stop in the middle of the road to stare at like a group of five fucking doe that all look exactly the same. They're just standing there waving their tails and eating soybeans. And it's just like and like I can understand if you like feel there's really no no reason to ever feel sorry about a deer, basically, is what I'm getting at. To go the short way around. Just because they have they have they have no natural predators anymore because we don't have wolves or anything like that around here anymore. They literally only die if they're just too shitty to survive on their own. Because there's no natural predators, there's an abundance of food. We literally plant soybeans, which is like their favorite fucking thing, and they just like hang out in the fields and eat everything and get fat. We we literally have to kill them and our to winters keep them from are, yeah our winters are so mild these days that like even the winter doesn't kill them anymore. Well, that's the thing. That's why they're overpopulating is because they're not like they're breeding a lot. They're able to breed a lot more because the winters are so mild. It's the same thing with cats. And so ticks, I, like, why there's so many fucking ticks cats are the same ticks. thing. Ticks are really bad. Um. Anyway, we don't have to talk about this anymore. Moral of the story is. Unless, like, you're dying or your wife's having a child or something in the car, like, don't fucking stop in the middle of the road for any reason. Yeah. Like, it's one thing if it's, like, oh, you're on, like, a 15-mile-an-hour or 25-mile-an-hour street. People regularly do this on, like, state fucking roads where it's, like, 55 miles an hour. Mm. Coming around to bend, someone's doing 60, 65, mm. and you're just stopped in the middle of the road with your thumb up your ass looking at fucking deer. Stop it. Anyway, let's talk about video games because I'm getting worked up. Well, I have one quick <laughs> – I have two quick things before we get into video games. Uh, kind of like my show and tell, but not. So Keith and I are going golfing tomorrow, FYI. We're going to Mount Hope. I called Mount Hope Golf Course at like 2 p.m. today, and I had told Keith, I said, listen, if you don't hear back from me, we're teeing off at 10.30. I'll you know, come to my house. We'll cart over there. So I call Mount Hope, left them a message, and they literally it's, – it's 9 o'clock – I just got a call back from Mount Hope and they left a voicemail. Nine at night. What the hell is going on with this? This is weird. So my guess is Mount Hope is like kind of a podunk golf course. And they probably have – they probably literally have one guy working and he's probably outside doing some shit. And so like he gets to the messages or she gets to the messages once like the fucking course is closed. I'm looking at the transcription right now. It says, hey, Fred, it's Doug. Uh, from the golf course, sorry, um, this is late, but yeah, we're wide open tomorrow. I'll see you in the morning. Thanks, and thanks for leaving a message. Take care. It's like old school, like, yeah, thanks, Doug. Yeah, we'll see you in the morning. We're going to swing some, some clubs. Um, but uh, so I hope you brought, I brought some extra balls. That course fucking gobbles golf balls. Dude, I've been on fire. It's like all woods, woods and yeah. fucking high grass. and yeah. I like Mount Hope. Maybe you can hit him. Maybe you can hit him straight. Uh, lately, I've been killing it because I'm in the golf league. But here, here's the other story, and I didn't get to fill you in on this. Now, fill the listeners in because it is interesting, and it's it's a very nice reminder that not everything on the internet, as far as like Facebook Marketplace, eBay, is always a bad transaction. So I bought these new speakers for us, and they're powered speakers, and I need a mixer, right? And I'm going with the the, so this is like the way that a lot of people are mixing now. And I am going to do a digital interface where we can like fucking mix it on like a fucking iPad. It, it doesn't have to be an iPad, it can be anything. 
Um, really simple to use. I've, I've played around with this, and I really think this is the best way for us. After talking to Jason, it's simple. But you essentially just need like this rack, this rack mount, like a four space rack mounted, like little PA head you can put together. Um, the the digital mixer takes up three spots, and then the the top spot you just get like a power conditioner and just like plug it in. It's fine. Um, then you can plug your own little chintzy modem in there. the The digital mixer comes with a built in hotspot, but it's not super reliable. So they always recommend to just do like a Wi Fi router. Which seems bogus and weird, but they, they it, trust me. So, anyways, this unit retails for five hundred and fifty dollars. It's got, it's got. Let me see here. Twelve ins, twelve inputs, two main outs, and four monitor sends, um, which is perfect for us. More than we'll ever need, and uh, it's reliable. It's the parent company of JBL makes it. It's called Harman. Harman makes it, and uh, it's a Soundcraft. So I'm talking to my my friend. Uh, Jason, you know Jason, and uh, we're talking about this, and he goes, dude, this is what you guys should get. And he's like, this is like best bang for your buck. I will help you get it set up if you have any questions about it. I'll show you the ins and outs of the digital stuff. It's super, You guys mix and master your records. I'm sure you guys can figure it out. I'm like, all right. And what's cool about the site is you can go online and demo like a fake gig using their – so you can just practice on their thing. On their website, and the awesome thing That's about cool. the awesome thing about the digital mixing for this, and you'd think it would be shittier, but it is not tied to Apple or Android or anything. There, there is an app, but you don't have to use the app. It literally, you dial into the hotspot or the Wi-Fi router, and uh, it's all HTML based. So anything that has a browser on it, you can do mixing right on it, and it's instantaneously. It's really awesome. So it's like. It doesn't play favorites, and it's really slick. And every person in the band can dial into the router during the show on their phone if they have a smartphone and tell the system, like, this is me, and then you can have your own volume slider for yourself on your phone for your fucking mix and shit. It seems so easy, and, like, it saves presets. So, anyways, this thing's, like, $550, and then you pay tax. So, close to, like, 600 brand new, right? Long story short, Jason that night sends me a link and he goes, dude, you're not going to believe this. There's a guy in uh, Oil City, says he has a brand new, essentially only been used twice, perfect condition, Soundcraft UI16 digital mixer. The exact thing that I that we just talked about earlier that day. He goes, sometimes you find these. He goes, I can't believe this is so close. He goes, you should probably look into this. And I'm like, all right. So my first thing, the first thing you do with Facebook Marketplace is like you find the seller and then you see, number one, do we have any mutual friends in common? We did. The owner of Big Rail Brewing. I write the owner of Big Rail Brewing. I said, hey, is this guy legit? He writes back. He goes, yeah, this guy's 100% legit. He's an old school musician. He's been around forever. He actually was booking and doing all the shows at Karma in, in Oil City before we played there. He actually quit. Um, I wrote him. He goes, oh, man, I've heard of you. He goes, yes, this is awesome. He goes, yeah, I've been using this for my home stereo. I, I've only used it for two or three live gigs. He goes, I have the larger unit that I was doing the shows at Karma. We've already sold all that stuff. He goes, this thing I just had because these things are awesome. And I, you know, he's 70 years old, this seller nicest dude ever and uh, he goes where do you want to meet let's pick a neutral spot I'm like perfect let's go to McDonald's I'll meet you there so he wanted 390 bucks for it um, 
not chump change, but also a really good deal if this unit is exactly what what he says it is. Because I need it. I just got two new speakers. So um, I meet him. He talks my ear off for an hour and a half. And I talk his ear off. We're talking about music, different guitars. We're showing pictures of guitars. He's telling me about different – he might actually know someone from the band Kansas is what I kind of like taken from this conversation, (laughs) which is awesome. Um, And uh, so this guy's just like legit and and he's just like, hey, man. And it turns out he he went to school with somebody who knows my mother. So like I'm like, this is the best situation for a Facebook marketplace interaction. I give him the cash. I take the unit. It's in a pristine box. It's got the styrofoam around it. It's like brand new. I'm like, this is awesome. I go home. I'm like, lucky day, man. What are the chances that this is all going to come together? I get home. I plug the thing in. I get the interface set up on my computer. I'm just jacking into it with my computer down here, playing with it. Everything works. And then I'm like realizing like this thing's making a fucking noise. Like not through the speakers, but the unit itself is making a noise. And it sounds like a dog whistle. And now that I hear it, I can't unhear it. And I'm like, this unit is not acting correctly here. So I'm like, oh, God, I just paid cash for this thing. And I'm like, if we ever wanted to use this for like an in-the-studio recording or something. Because you – another thing about this, you can put a USB drive in or a thumb drive or a, one of those little cards. I forget what the SD card or something. And record all the individual inputs on that. And then export them to a deep dot and then just mix it that way. And like I said, there's 12 ends. So like this thing, we could record live shows. It's going to be slick. But I'm looking at this thing and I'm like, oh, no. I start getting sweaty. Like I'm, I'm like getting nervous. I'm like, oh, man, this thing's like no good. Like what, am I going to get my money back? Is it me? Is it the power, uh, power supply? Like what's going on here? But it sounds like – and it's like the most annoying sound you'll ever hear in your life. And I'm like, is it the internal modem? Like, what, what's going on? Like, And I'm thinking, this guy probably didn't even know it was making this noise because he probably has tinnitus from being in bands and he's 70 years old. And he's just thinking it's fine. So I get a hold of Jason. This is a crazy story, guys. Bear with me. Get a hold of Jason. Jason's like a super sound tech guy. He goes, dude, come to my gig Friday night. Bring it with you. I'll take a look at it. Because he has one of these units. He has this unit. He has the 24, which is bigger. And he's like, dude, can I just take this home and just kind of fuss with it with my system and just see if I can get it? It might be something stupid. I'm like, I was like, technically it's mine right now. Sure. Yeah. Do what you can. And I said, just don't open it. Like, don't take the screws out. Don't dick around. Just like mess with settings, try the inputs, whatever. So he writes me today and he goes, dude, he goes, that's kind of what I figured. He he was like, this guy was using this to like for a stereo system, right? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, dude, he was... He was running his tuner into this and overloaded the preamp for the RCA ends. And the and he said like the 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 preamp is fried and it's making that noise. And he goes, "You would never use this feature, but we can't get this to not make this sound without getting it fixed." He goes, "So if you don't like that beep noise like you're probably going to want to see if he'll take it back." And I'm like, "Oh god, this is going to be uncomfortable." So I write the dude back and I go, yo, dude, I hate to do this, but there's like a crazy squeal going on in your system. And I said, I, I, you know, I, I feel really bad about it. I've looked into it. I'm pretty sure it's the preamp on the RCA ends. And, uh, you know, I can't, 
I can't, you know, I'd like to, I, I need to bring this back. I need to return it. And he's like, oh man, he goes, I feel so bad. I'm so sorry. He goes, I had no clue. He goes, you tell me when you want to come by. Um, I, I've got your money here. No problem at all. So tomorrow after I golf with Keith, I got to return this unit. So it's, it's not the best solution to my problem because I still need to buy one of these things and they're all on back order. Like all the websites have them on back order. So like that sucks. Um, but the good news is people, there's good people out there. This guy has cash money, no proof that I ever gave it to him. He could just disappear. I don't know where he lives. You know what I mean? But he's like a seven year old dude. And he's like, Hey, you're a musician too. I get it. Yeah. I'm, I didn't realize I'll take it back. So that's the moral of the story. Pretty cool. Hmm. Uh, will I ever shop on Facebook marketplace again? Probably not because people just don't know. You know what I mean? I don't know. I mean, it's just like buying from Craigslist or anywhere. I mean, it could be that, like, he's acting all cool, and then when you go to return it, he'll fucking murder you. It's but possible. that's either here nor there. Dude, this guy was so cool, Jake. When I was standing in the McDonald's parking lot, he pointed to Trails to Ales in Franklin. He goes, see that place over there? He goes, I know the guy who books there. Hold on a second. Hold on a second, Fred. He called the guy up, and he goes, I'm standing here with Fred Oakman, man. You got to hear his band. They are fantastic. You need to book them, man, this summer. They are so good. He left a voice message, and he hung up. He goes, that's how you do it. He goes, we'll get you in the door. <laughs> and I'm like, this guy's awesome. So I know people that have played there, and they really like it. Yeah, we, yeah we're going to get in there. He said they have like a smaller stage for like a co- just acoustic single and duos but then they have a bigger stage for bands so um yeah dude let's get into video game well, talk. that's cool yeah i thought i'd fill you in on all that exciting uh i don't know i'm frustrated because i want that mixer like yesterday but i'm not gonna hang on to it i'm giving it back i'll, I'll order a new one i don't i don't want to fuss with trying to buy used at this point but let's get into games that we are playing jake and the first thing i want to talk about and the listeners already know i did beat alan wake but I, a long time ago, started streaming live The Walking Dead, the Skybound, uh, it's Telltale, but Skybound re-released it, the definitive series, which is all of Clementine's story. I have yet to play the final season. I don't know how it ends. I woke up this morning. I started playing it live. I had a couple people watching, and then I just terminated it. I just shut it off. Um, someone came to my door and I was like, I can't do this. Like, I got to plan time to do this. So whoever's watching that first stream, I apologize. I started again a second time, uh, season two, episode one on our YouTube channel. I was streaming it and uh, had some new listeners. One Black Talon jumped in. It was nice to have a real-time conversation with him. Super awesome, actually. So thanks for tuning in. And then there was some other person at the very end, pre-script one, had nothing but good things to say. Said they'd been listening to the show for quite a while now. They absolutely love it. And, uh, you know, they really like what we're doing with the podcast. So... Um, they, they, they were well, like, it's kind of cool. Like, I was wondering if you guys would ever do like a live stream, like a game you'd liked enough that you want to live stream. Bottom line is my live stream setup sucks. There's no camera. So you don't get to see me. Who wants to see me anyways? And then like, I hate watching live streams when all the live streamer does is talk over the whole game. It's like, that's stupid. So like, I'm trying to find this nice, fun mix, but my microphone audio sucks because I'm just using my headset. Uh, microphone is not like a nice microphone. So it doesn't really sound like me. And um, the first thing, like one of the first things One Black Talent says, like, dude, you don't really sound like you do on the podcast. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's just the way microphones work, man. Um, but yeah, I apologize. I, yeah, it doesn't. It was me. It was me for sure. But uh, 
halfway through my second playthrough of the first episode of season two, I got a message from my father and he was like, hey, I'm on my way over. I got some stuff I got to bring by. And I'm like, all right, guys, I'm shutting out. I'm shutting down. I'll be back later. So after this show, I probably have like 25 minutes left for that. So three videos to get through the first first episode. I was trying to do them all inclusive, but um, I've been doing that. So if anyone is interested, they are under uh, a playlist called The Walking Dead Definitive Series. I have all of the first season. I had the 400 days on there, and now I'm doing season two, episode one. And you're welcome to jump on anytime you see that we're live, and uh, that'll be me playing that. I don't have a lot of people that tune in, but when they do, it's fun to kind of interact with people. If we get enough people on there, maybe... Maybe you guys can like uh, tell me what decisions to make and we can have fun together that way. But um, outside of that, I've tried to watch the first episode of the Twisted Metal TV show on Peacock and I've fallen asleep both times. Not because it's not good or interesting. It's just like the only time uh, I actually get to usually sit down and put on the TV is like when it's time for me to go to sleep. And I just can't I just can't stay awake. I'm so tired. So, anyways, it is good so far. The first, like, 15 minutes were interesting. So, um, I've got that much to say about it. And I do have Peacock. I didn't realize it, but my wife has subscribed, has been a subscriber, and I didn't know that she was paying for it. So, I'm watching it. Jake, what about you? What are you playing, man? Uh, I'm still just playing Final Fantasy 16. I haven't really played much of anything else. I'm thinking if there's anything else that I played. Um... Not really. I haven't had a whole ton of time to game this week, so I'm a little bit mm. behind. But I'm like 20 – I think when I checked this morning, I'm 20 hours in and the little like completion thing on the on the home screen for PlayStation says that I'm like 50% of the way through. So it seems like it's going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of like a 40-hour experience, which I mean it's fine. It's not like – I mean I – I don't want all my games to be that long, but like for a Final Fantasy game, that's not too bad. So probably got another couple weeks of going at that, um, another two or three weeks, and I don't know if I'll pick up anything else, but that's where I'm at right now. Nothing really new to say. Very good, man. Very good. Well, yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat, and I the reason I picked up started The Walking Dead again was because it was there, and I was like, I know like a, an episode is like two hours tops, and I can probably dedicate that amount of time in a week, you know, to gaming right now. But things have been busy. I'm trying to get this PA system set up for us and got a lot of gigs. I'm playing Friday, Saturday, and Sunday next week, back to back to back. And uh, it's just nonstop, brother. But let's get into listener feedback. Every show we talk about listener feedback and uh, any kind of comments or anything that you guys have for the show. I did I was able to put some shorts up this this week from our last episode and those t- tended to get a lot of views um around 500 a piece which is really nice for us. I think we got a couple new subscribers because of that. But first off, Big Box wrote in and uh, you can write in too on our YouTube channel. Um we prefer that you do it on Patreon, but again, there's no hard feelings if you can't throw us a dollar every month. Um, but that would be the preferred way or just go to YouTube here like Big Box did or you can uh, send us an email awesome at gmail.com it's funny how email is slowly becoming like what mail became when the internet happened who emails people now yeah it's straight, well for, for interaction yeah social media kind of took over that Dude, there used to be a time where like, I'm like hey, I'm going to send someone an email see how they're doing 
And it's just like no one does that anymore. It's so weird. Um, but Big Box writes in, hey, um, he had sent this thing and then it, it got stricken from the record. So he wrote it again. Dear Kings of the Northeast. I will accept that. Yes, I will accept that title. I bring ye good news. Armored Core 6 is only 20 hours for a standard run, according to studio director Masura Yamamura. I can't pronounce his name. Uh, the 50 to 60 hours number comes from YouTuber Fextra Life. He said developers told him 50 to 60 hours, but that likely referenced the completionist run. Interesting enough, um, how long to beat.com has the majority of Armored Core games at sub 10 hours for main story runs. Everyone listening to PSTIO knows video games are the greatest medium, but I'd like to hear Fred and Jake recommend one book or movie that you think everyone should experience, something you cons- constantly try to get your friends to read, watch, and they always go, yeah, yeah, I'll get to it eventually. Mine is the 2014 movie called Whiplash. It's up there with Rocky and Rocky Four in terms of the greatest Rocky movies. That only makes sense once you see it. I have seen Whiplash. It is fantastic. It's the it's the jazz drummer movie. Absolutely fantastic movie. Jake, what do you think of this comment? Uh, I think that's great. I, I would love... Like, if that's true and the game is only, like, 20 hours for, like, a non-completionist run, I'm all about it. I mean, and the thing is is that developers have a tendency to conflate how long it takes to beat their game because they want to make it seem like it's bigger than it is. So if a developer said that to a YouTuber or live streamer, whoever the fuck this guy is, uh, it could be that it was a little bit exaggerated. And so I am... Excited because this game looks interesting to me. Now it comes out like right before fucking Starfield, so I probably mm. won't play it until this. This might be like a December game for me or something like that. But I am really interested in it, so I'm curious how people will take it. But it's a From Software game, so it's probably going to score really well. Um, uh, I just I think robots are fucking cool, so that's how I feel about that. Yeah, that's good news about Armor Core. Um, I yeah I don't know I, I think I, I'm curious to hear what Big Box is gonna think of it. Big Box, have you played any of the other Armor Core games? Do you know what you're getting into? It's gonna be probably different. I'm sure you do. You seem like a smart guy. You've probably done your research. Um, are you gonna play it? I guess is the first question. I, th- I thought you said that you were interested in it. I, dude, the problem is that there's not enough time in this world, right? There's not enough time to play all the games. I want to play all the games. I'm in the mood today to play all the games, but I can't do it. Armor Core, it's it's going right up there with Resident Evil 4 Remake for me. Like It's like I want to do it. Resident Evil 4 Remake takes a higher priority, but it will end up on that backlist, that backlog. Um, as far as a movie or book that you constantly try to recommend to friends, God, man, that's such a hard question. I have a couple favorite books uh, of mine uh, mo- movies I'm not like a movie snob but I appreciate a good movie the, <laughs> I don't know me and my friends back in junior high or, or a senior high would we would always watch the Wes Anderson movies and the Friday 13th movies that was it that was all we watched um, we were big fans of the movie Bottle Rocket which was Wes Anderson's uh, first movie it started off as a short that then got adapted into a feature film 
which is just a bunch of nonsense. It's got Owen Wilson, Luke Wilson. I think Andrew Wilson might make a, an appearance in it. Um, but I, I wouldn't recommend it to everybody because I, you got to have a certain humor to it. But it's one of my favorites. Um, man, that is such a difficult question. Like, here's the thing, man. Like, I get teary-eyed when I watch the movie Big Fish and when I watch the movie Forrest Gump, believe it or not. Those movies still, like, mess me up, man. Um, There's something about Big Fish uh, that is absolutely phenomenal. If you've never watched the movie Big Fish, it comes highly recommended by yours truly. Um uh, people usually don't say, yeah, I'll get to it. Most people have probably seen that movie. There's just something about that movie I really, really love. Um, so that might be one. But I don't really make recommendations to people, honestly. I kind of just keep what I like to myself. I don't really try to recommend it. But if I were to recommend someone a movie today, I would say go check out Big Fish. It's a good movie. Um, but uh, and, and then a book would probably be, I don't know, a Court McCarthy book or something. Sutri is fantastic. I would recommend Sutri. So good. Jake? Um, I kind of... I'm not really a movie person. Um, I don't really like movies all that much. I just don't have that much... Uh, that, my attention span... Uh, I struggle to get through movies. I, I, it's not that I don't like them. Um, I just... I, I'm more of a fan of short-form visual media, like... TV shows and stuff like that. Although some TV shows are getting pretty fucking long with The Last of Us having two and a half hour episodes and shit. But like, um, if I was going to recommend a movie, I prefer things a little bit more lighthearted. I've got a soft spot for like those um, early to mid 90s movies, whether it be like the, some of the, the, Disney stuff like the Mighty Ducks, I fucking love that movie, mm. or like the Adam Sandler shit, like Happy Gilmore, or um, like the Will Smith stuff, like uh, Bad Boys, or fucking Independence Day are great movies. Uh, but if I was gonna kind of go outside the box a little bit as far as a movie recommendation, um, I've got, I'll I'll recommend two, like one silly one and one not silly one. So the not silly one is. Uh, if you've never seen the movie, if you like horror movies or psychological thrillers or something that you've never seen, uh, there's a movie called The Cell. I don't know if you've ever seen this movie, Fred. Uh, it's been a while. It stars. It stars. Um, and uh, is it Angelina Jolie or is it J Lo? Might be J Lo. Um, and Vince Vaughn as like a detective, and Vincent D'Onofrio plays a serial killer. And the whole premise of the movie is that they capture Vincent D'Onofrio, the serial killer, at the beginning of the movie. But he has kidnapped a a girl and they have to find her before something happens and she dies or whatever. But they – so they take him. He's – he but he goes into a coma. So they take him to this science institute. Where they've been doing experiments on entering people's dreams. And so the whole concept is that J-Lo, who's this like scientist, 
goes into the dreams of this fucked up serial killer mm. to try and figure out where he's keeping this girl that he's kidnapped. And as you can imagine, because it's a dreamscape, they can make it as surreal and fucked up as possible yeah. as they want. And uh, it's just a wild movie. I really like it. It's been a long time since I've watched it, so whether or not it holds up, I don't know. Um, but I do really enjoy it. But if you want like an interesting, like B movie, like horror kind of movie that's that I think is fucking great. Um, the filmmaker Peter Jackson. Most people know him from like the Lord of the Rings movies. Or like District Nine or whatever. Yeah, most people only know him from Lord of the Rings, but yeah, his his very first feature film was a movie called Bad Taste, and it's fucking awesome. Literally, it's about like this like uh, this government organization goes to this town to investigate like everyone is missing in this town, and they're trying to figure out what's going on, and uh, it's. It's just – it's hilarious. It's it's meant to be kind of fu- – like that B-movie kind of funny sort of like almost, yeah. you know, Evil Dead kind of shit. It, it's, it's very similar in sort of like mood to that kind of a thing. Um, and there's like some alien shit going on. Like it's a, – a, a friend of mine from high school, uh, he introduced me to that movie and I remember it being – being really fun to watch, so that yeah, that's another one that I think is is, is great. Um, as far as books, though, uh, I the one suggestion that I will make that everyone that I've talked to, um, nobody that I know of has read this book. If you're into sci-fi, there's a book from like the mid to late '80s. That there was like there, I think there was three or four four of them that they did called Hyperion. And it's fucking awesome. The audiobook is amazing. So if if you guys have Audible or something, get the audio book because basically the whole premise is that there's this like uh, there's this it's a sci- sci-fi universe. So there's like humanity has spread across the stars. There's multiple worlds, all this stuff. There is a planet where there's this weird phenomenon that happens and there's this like creature that lives there that nobody knows what the fuck it is or why it's there or whatever. Yeah. And like this thing, this like religion sprouted up and people started doing these pilgrimages to try and meet this creature. And to make <laughs> sort of a long story short, the la- there's like this thing, it ends up being the last pilgrimage to go meet this, to see this creature. And it's, Everybody that's on this pilgrimage, each of them tells their story as to why they're there and why they're on this last pilgrimage. And the audiobook is great because every single one of the main characters that tells their story is played by a different voice actor. Oh wow, yeah. And it's and it's done really well. That's so important. if you guys are into uh sci-fi and you're into audiobooks especially, um the book Hyperion is fucking dope. Hyperion, yeah, very good. Good. But I'm with you. I don't really, I don't really recommend a lot of stuff because, like, it's hard to really tell what people are into and like what their tastes are. Yeah, so it is. is. Yeah. So, Jake, I posted a short where you were going off about how you were disappointed about Phoenix Immortals: Phoenix Rising not getting a sequel, and somebody wrote, "Great game. I hope they see that." Meaning they hope that Ubisoft sees our little short. 
And then, yeah. and then someone else said, yeah, it was the same way with Splinter Cell. So, yeah, I think a yeah, lot of people it, are in, in agreement with that. I just, yeah, I, I mean, I we don't need to belabor the fact, but it's like they in the la- within the last six months or a year, they've literally announced like five Assassin's Creed games. Yeah. And they are canceling this game that I think was unanimously well-liked. I don't know what the sales were like. Maybe it didn't sell super well or whatever, but almost everyone, even if they didn't necessarily love the formula, were like, yeah, this game probably deserves a sequel. So I I don't know. I just I don't know what's going on over there. Maybe they're just trying to trim fat and and kind of make themselves profitable again. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But it really is a bummer because I would have absolutely loved to get another one of those games. Yeah, for sure. Well, let's move into some of the game stuff. More game talk here. I want Before we get into the news, I just wanted to say the PlayStation blog had a post. And I just want to do a quick recap on some of the games we have to look forward to for the rest of the year. And uh, they had a title of a little blurb, and it said, 13 unmissable games launching in the second half of 2023. Just quickly, let's go through these. And it, this was posted July 26, and they said there were still six months left in the year. So I don't know where they get that those numbers, but um, you know, July is the seventh month of the twelve months. So, but anyways, it doesn't matter. The first game, their business, their business um, uh, year, because usually that they're usually like the like the fiscal calendar for a lot of these businesses starts in April. So would there be six from J- July? From July, I put them to like so. Ju- well, well, July, Ju- July, July to December is six months. Yeah, but they like, posted. Do you not know how to do math? end of July, July twenty oh, seventh. They posted this. Oh, fair enough. Then yeah, that would probably go push into January. Uh, I think they're just milking it. Anyways, it doesn't matter. The games are on the PlayStation blog. Immortals of Avium, which actually does look cool. That is uh, supposed to be coming out August 22nd. Um, Armor Core 6, Fires of Rubicon, obviously August 25th. Goodbye Volcano High is on their list, August 29th. Sea of Stars, which they describe as a turn-based RPG with a classic style um, that will be releasing August 29th. A lot of fucking August games, man. Baldur's Gate 3, September 6th. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Crew Motorfest, September 14th. Mortal Kombat 1, September 19th. E- Eternites, which is, I don't know really what it is, but it's uh, it looks kind of uh, interesting. September 21st. Doesn't look like it's anything I'm interested in. And then uh, Assassin's Creed Mirage, October 12th. Alan Wake 2, October 17th, Spider-Man 2, October 20th, Like a Dragon, Gaiden, or Gaiden, The Man Who Erased His Name, November 9th, Avatar, Frontiers of Pandora, December 7th. That's a nice little uh, tail end there for the second half of the year, don't you think? Uh, Yeah, I think that list is strong. Pretty good, yeah. I, I I can see. Um, 
I can see me wanting to play. So Immortals of Avium looks good. Armored Core, obviously, we already talked about. I even think, even though I'm not like like in love with these games, I think that Goodbye Volcano High might be one of those <laughs> games that <laughs> no like, one knows. T- you know, it, maybe it like tugs at your heartstrings a little bit. You know, for a few hours as you play one of these types of I don't know, walking sims or whatever you want to call them. Sea of Stars looks amazing. Um, that's from the people that did uh, the Messenger. Yeah, Baldur's Gate um, Three looks fantastic. Baldur's Gate Three, you can fuck a bear in that game. Uh, the Crew Motorfest, I don't know. It's the Crew. It's probably going to be good. Mortal Kombat One. The name is a little bit confusing, but it looks amazing. Yeah, dude. Um, Eternites is described a lot as like a Persona, uh, Persona inspired romance game. So it looks um, pretty horny if you're into that. Um, look at Assassin's Creed Mirage looks good. Alan Wake looks good. Spider Man looks good. Fucking Yakuza looks good. Avatar looks good. Dude, these all look good. Yeah, there's nothing bad there, really. Well, maybe Volcano High. <laughs> Could be dope, man. It's on the list. Yeah, it's it is on the list. They they like it enough to put it on this list. Anyways, let's get into the news. I thought that would be good for the listeners to kind of get a quick brush down on what's happening with Sony for the next foreseeable half year um first news point i have here and uh this is this is kind of become a controversial update the firmware update for the ps5 has been released and this update gives the user the ability to mute the beep when you turn on your console the classic beep uh when you turn it on so it's a weird thing. It's a it's a very iconic sound. Jake, you and I used to use it at the beginning of our podcast. So if listeners can find our old podcast, we used to have it in there. As soon as the song was over, it go beep, and then we go, "Hey, what's going on?" You know, that, I thought it was a nice little touch. But then I don't know why we dropped it. To be honest, because it was really cool. I, I don't know if there's a copyright thing there. I I think that's I don't, think, I don't know if Sony patented that sound. But uh, it has been synonymous since the PS2. The PS1 didn't do it. PS2? PS3 for sure did it. Did the PS2 do it? I don't remember if I'm being completely honest. I don't remember either. But you have the option now to mute this beep. Jake, will you be muting the beep? Fuck no. You shouldn't be allowed to mute the beep. You should be required to listen to it. It's quintessential to the PlayStation soundscape. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be like it'd be like turning on the PS One and not hearing that like bloom, bloom, like sound that fucking happens when the PlayStation logo comes up. You should be required to listen to it right. if you want to be a, if you want to be a gamer. Like unless it's like you got to put it in like, uh, dude. If if you're if you're in an environment where you can't have the beep be happening because you don't want there to be that much noise in the room, yeah, you probably shouldn't be playing games at all. I'm guessing that's like a pretty pretty soft little beep. So, or, or maybe like it's like a trigger thing for you, like where you hear the beep and like you have some sort of fucking flashback or some shit. Dude, it's then, okay. I'll say I, this. Okay, I get it. It is a what? trigger thing for my dog. Charlie, when he hears the beep, he instantly runs and jumps up on the couch with me. Like he he knows it's time to sit on the couch. You know what I mean? Like that that's a warning for him or like a signal for him. He's got the Pavlov training. I will also say that the beep has gotten me in the doghouse. With my wife. So uh, not throwing her under the bus, but like, you know, maybe I'm trying to sneak in a game when I should be doing something else. And I'm like, ah, I just want to, you know, 20 minutes real quick. Beep. 
And then I'll hear, seriously? And I'm like, fuck. You know, I'm busted. So the, That's your own fucking problem, though. But the beep can get you in trouble. So I think some people may mute it. But Maybe you should just be responsible. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't be addicted to video <laughs> games. Yeah. That's it. Podcast is over. We're done. This thing has ruined my life. No, I'm kidding. No, but I'm just saying to play devil's advocate, the beep could maybe late at night, you have people trying to sleep and you want to turn on the console. I don't see how that beep could wake anybody up, but it could trigger people, man, for sure. We're all trained Pavlovian style for that beep. You know what it means. We're brainwashed. I like the I just, beep. I, like, I would love to, like, outside of, like, stupid examples like yours with yeah. Chelsea, like, if there is somebody out there who is legitimately fucking triggered by that beep in some like horrendously negative way, I can understand like there is definitely something to be said about if you've got an animal that starts freaking out when they hear a specific sound. Like I could see that maybe being like a thing. Yeah. But I don't know. Just seems kind of like a weird feature to be boasting. Yeah, Char- Charlie doesn't freak out, and I don't know if they're boasting about it. I think it's just something that people have found out that now you can do this, and this has become like an internet conversation. So it is what it is, man. I, I think. Uh, th- Congratulations, Sony, on figuring that out after 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the firmware update, guys. No, I- I'd stay in on my console, dude. Yeah, I don't know. You should get it. You should get a trophy. You should be able to make it louder. You should be able to make it louder. Oh, or have man. more beep. Yeah. It should fucking beep every single time I hit the PlayStation button. <laughs> <laughs> could you could you could you imagine if there was like some sort of trophy, secret trophy that unlocks like if you don't turn off the beep like after like a year of this firmware being released and it's just it's, it's like congratulations you know you've unlocked the trophy and it's like you know I don't know what it would say something hilarious I'm surprised they don't give you like some stupid I mean Sony isn't fun enough of a company to do this but you're bleeping kidding me or something would be like the, the type. like the, no like like they should they should give you the ability to like customize like instead of a beep maybe it like plays a little jingle or something like in like beeps, you know what I mean? Like mm. like you could, you know, load your own shit in there or something. That would be kind of neat. It should say, "PS, this is awesome." <laughs> when you turn it on. <laughs> Anyways, enough about that, dude. I know for a long time people would get they, people would customize their window logon sounds, their startup sounds. They're like, "Good morning, yeah. Brian." <laughs> Just to make it funny. But uh I used to do used to do all kinds of shit like that on PC. Yeah, dude. All right. Next news point. I'd be curious if our listeners are going to turn off the beep, by the way. Next news point. Sifu is getting its final update. It's in arenas mode. FYI, that's out. Jake, this is a game also on my back burner that I didn't talk about at all. It's not my backlog, I don't think. It is a game I'm interested in, but I never obviously bought it. Or I don't know. It it did get really good critical praise. Jake, do, do you have any interest in Sifu now that this is the final update coming out and they're going to be putting the game to rest? Um, I got to be honest. I'm not going to play this game. I think it looks interesting, but I don't have... I mean, and it could be one of those things where I, like when I play it, it like grabs me or whatever, but I just don't have the interest in martial arts to propel me past the like 
learning curve of the game. Like, I don't have the patience for this type of game anymore. Unbelievable. With the little time I have when I play games. Says it the looks Returnal cool. Master. Dude, Returnal was incredibly fun to play. I mean, maybe this game is too. But uh, it looks awesome. Like, I like watching the gameplay. But it's just, I don't know if it's something that I, that's going to hold my interest like Returnal did. Because Returnal yeah. is like really one of those games that is sort of like the exception to the rule for me with these types of games. Mm. So, I don't know. Fair enough. Fair enough. I want to throw that out there because I think there are people who like Sifu. Um, I mean, if we get if we get it for on like Plus or something like that, I'll definitely check it out. I think I it's very it's, likely. I just don't know if it's a game that I'm going to you know, pay money for. I think it's likely we're going to get it on Plus, man. Next news point, 52.31 seconds into the podcast. Can we talk briefly about Baldur's Gate 3, Jake, and not having sex with a bear? Can we talk about the okay. game? This this game it. is developed by Larian Studios, and uh, we have not done any reporting or talks about this game. We've been focusing on Final Fantasy 16, Alan Wake lately. I've been talking about that game. Now I'm talking about Walking Dead. You're still doing Final Fantasy 16. Dude, Baldur's Gate, as we just learned, is around the corner for PlayStation. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, I have seen many videos now online from people who have had early access on Steam, people who have access to the full game on Steam at the moment, the finished version, and how Steam has actually crashed because of the success of this game right now on PC. And there are many YouTubers that are saying this game is a masterpiece, and it's a single-player RPG and uh, legit RPG, like a real RPG, where like it, it is, uh, you're doing death saves and you're doing dice rolls and you're doing things like that in the combat. Like it actually shows a dice at some point in the game. And this game is being wildly, wildly well received. Like this is the next, this is like, this one guy I was watching said, that the characters you meet in this game, the NPCs, have seemingly very good memories of all the dialogue that you have. There are things where, like, if you if you take something out of a drawer, uh, you know, the local uh, law can pat you down. And, like, if they find something on you that you shouldn't have picked up, they'll throw you in jail. You can fight them. Like, it's very RPG Dungeons & Dragons style. And it's actually set, I believe, in the Dungeons & Dragons universe. So this Baldur's Gate 3 seems to be doing something that a lot of RPGs, as we know them, have not been able to pull off. And that it seems like it's a huge, huge, vast world. But think of it like random encounters, maybe like Red Dead had, that make the world feel alive. But also... The voice acting apparently is absolutely phenomenal, even with like the side quests. Like it's like Witcher level good. And they're saying that like this guy, this YouTuber was saying like his character had put on some sort of necklace that was associated with some sort of faction that a former NPC he had talked to said that like their family or something was like messed up or like destroyed by this faction. And then he went and met her and he had this necklace equipped 
And she made a comment about how it was distasteful for him to wear that in front of her. <laughs> and it's like, what? Like they're saying the the level of getting lost in this game and having it feel like a real world has not been done this well. So Baldur's Gate 3, I think, is something that we should have our finger on and thinking about at least. Now, you may not love the gameplay. You may not like the style of game. But I think they're doing something really special, and I think the Steam numbers uh, correlate with that. So, And it's coming to PlayStation. Do you have any interest in this game? I do. I have concerns that I might not enjoy the combat because what I understand about it is that like the the world building and all those different aspects are amazing. But it's this like incredibly fucking in-depth skill check dice rolly fucking nerd central kind of combat mm, mm. that is not super accessible to the casual or to like somebody who maybe wants a little bit more of an active system or something like that and I definitely am interested in playing it because I think it seems awesome but I don't know if that aspect of the game is going to be prohibitive to me at all yeah I'll say this there are 87,856 reviews on Steam, and it has a 9 out of 10. So I'm, this game is slaughtering. And uh, I'm actually really excited to maybe dive into this thing. It, it was off of my radar. and uh, I went, It's just coming out at a really bad time for – like. It comes out literally two days before Starfield, so like mm. I'm not going to play it when it comes to PlayStation. Mm-hmm. At least not right away. Like, it, like I said, it might be one of those games that I jump into, you know, in the winter time. Whenever maybe we don't have something going on, maybe December or something, <laughs> I can me. jump into this. But uh, yeah, I, I do think it looks great, and I I'm definitely curious about how it's going to land on the console. Um, I went to Open Critic. It has a hundred percent critics recommend, and uh, a ninety-two for the top critic average. Um, man, I <laughs> I really think this is gonna be something, man. I I think it's gonna sweep the world, and uh, from what I understand, I think yeah, dude, I hear you. Like it's not the greatest timing, but this could be the sleeper hit of twenty twenty-three. Because I don't think there was a lot of like buzz going around this thing, really. Um, and then out of nowhere, she's like, holy shit, this game's fucking amazing. So, interesting. Hats off to Larian Studios for what's seeming to be probably their biggest release. Hell yeah. Um, awesome. All right, so I'm excited about that game. Uh, next news point. Next news point. PS5 prices are going down with a recent Target sale. Usually we don't talk about companies to try to promote them, but we do want to let our listeners know where you can get a good deal on a PS5. Right now, the PS5, well, effective by the time you hear this, because effective this Sunday, um, which would be, I believe, August 6th, 
the PS5 is getting reduced temporarily to 449.99. That's the disc-based version, I believe. And the DualSense, 49.99, which is a hard deal to pass up if you're having controller woes right now. So, little online order from Target. Maybe you can get yourself a cheap DualSense for once in your life. And uh, there's some first-party games on sale, too. So if you're interested in getting through the Spider-Man stuff before Spider-Man drops, Miles Morales is going to be on sale for $39.99. And Gran Turismo 7, $49.99. So some things there. I think the Spider-Man deal is the best deal because I think that retails at 70 normally. So it's like half off. So, again, we're not sponsored by Target or anything, but very seldom do you find physical deals like the DualSense or the PS5 going on sale locally in the US. So a DualSense for fifty bucks is a steal. Yeah. So if if you I mean I just bought a new one mm-hmm. and I think I paid seventy five bucks for it. Yeah. Because I bought a colored one. So Yeah. What color did you get? Uh the red one. Oh nice. I have that one. It's it's awesome. I was him hawing between that one and the purple one. I got the red one. I may end up buying the purple one at some point. Yeah. Well, because my my other my other controller, because one of them the X button broke. I think I talked about this on the show. So now I have a remaining white one, which is my original white one. I think mine's broken. And then yeah. I have, and then I have the the red one and the white one that I have. The options button and the triangle button stick on it. So I fucking hate using it. So especially playing Final Fantasy sixteen because you use the triangle button a lot. So I uh, can see myself maybe uh, buying another one of these bad boys uh, at some point here. Maybe get a, get one of them perpy ones. I've been spending too much money lately. I, I really fuck won't. me too. Me too. Yeah, I need to like not. Yeah, buy I've, I've been literally just flushing money down the toilet, which is fine. I did not win a billion dollars on Friday. Did you win any? But I did win thirty dollars. So what? You had three numbers. I had. No, I got the – so I, I, I had two plays. One of them was just the Mega Ball, which is worth $10 if you use them – if you have the Mega Plier, which I did. How much does one and of those tickets cost? Because I haven't played the multi-million. $3. If you, if you do – it's $2, but then if you add the Mega Plier, it's $3. Okay. Per play, right? The I think Powerball is, is a little more expensive. But – um. So I had two plays, so I had $6 for my ticket. Uh, one of them was just the Mega Ball, and because I had the Mega Plier, it's $10. And then I got one of the numbers and the Mega Ball with my second ticket, and that's $20. So between the two of them, I won 30 bucks. So you have $24. Can't dude. complain. By the time the fucking drawing happens on Tuesday, it's going to literally be like over $1.5 billion. Are you buying more tickets? Fuck yeah. I'm not going to buy a lot. I'll buy like one. It's like $3. It's like, what the fuck? I lose $3 every Throw day. Throw your hat I might in as well the fucking buy. ring, man. Yeah. Yeah, I might as well, right? So like if uh, you know, I win a billion dollars, I'll just be a podcaster full time. Fuck it. I'll quit my job. I'll get a mobile rig. I'll buy like an RV and I'll just start traveling the country doing, you know, PS, this is awesome content. Yeah. Given, given my middle finger. We'll buy our world. audience. We'll pay you to listen to us. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> instantly have millions of followers. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's yeah. hilarious, dude. Yeah, dude, I I bought three 
three tickets, but I didn't do the multipliers. I didn't even know what that was. And uh, you can't get. I don't. I think if you don't buy, if you don't do the mega plier, you can't get the full one and a half billion dollars worth of. So you have to hit like all six. I bought the mega ball. What do you mean? You always. I think you always get the mega ball. It's whether or not you pay the extra dollar for the mega plier that it like. When you, I don't play lottery. When you, when you bought your tickets, did you go to like a counter and be like, "Hey, I want this," or did you use like one of the digital lottery machines? So I used one of the kiosks at Walmart. Yeah, that's what I did. It didn't give me the option for the multiplier. It did. You probably just didn't notice it. They just when you check when you check out, it's like how many draws do you want? How many plays do you want? And it's like, do you want the mega plier? And you just say yeah. It's by default. It says no. You have to hit yes. So what's the, what's a play? A play is so so a play is so if you have two plays, it means that on a single draw you have two tickets. So you have two tries. It, yeah. If you have two draws, then it'll be this draw, and then. Two days later, when they do the next, yeah. Why try, would you do that? Because then you're going to miss it. It's pointless for this one, yeah. Because everyone, basically, what people will do is they'll be like, okay, well, if you're if you're like the the fucking you know old lady who plays the lottery every single day, you you might go to the kiosk and say like, I want 15 fucking draws. That way, I don't have to come back for three weeks or whatever it is. You know what I mean? I just have like a a ticket every single day yeah, or whatever. Lottery so stupid. Um, and actually, if you if you sign up for the the app for the um, or the website for the PA lottery, you can subscribe to it. So it'll just automatically give you a ticket like every fucking draw. And like to me, I think that should almost be illegal because of like gambling issues and things like that. Like I, I think you shouldn't be able to like subscribe to these types of things. It's like subscribing to fucking betting on sports or something like. Like I, it just seems like a bad idea to me, but I don't know. I don't know. We're, we're fucking dude. We are off uh, the rails right we're now. We're digressing hard we're, here. Yeah, we got to get back stuff, into it. But we got to get back into it. But yeah, I'm gonna buy some tickets, man. Listeners, you guys should too. And uh, yeah, that's all I got to say about that, man. I'd like for any one of our listeners to become a multi-billionaire. That would be fucking rad. Anyone in my life, maybe you'll give me like a thousand dollars. That'd be awesome buy this sound mixer <laughs> it would be <laughs> you know jesus all right so dope. next news point ringing in it over over an hour already of this episode jake did you hear about the ridiculous gathering which was caused in new york city by a social influencer who said they'd be giving out free playstation fives the crowd attacked police officers they lit fireworks. They threw them at each other. At officers, they were destroying cars, lighting fires. I'm not going to name the streamer or the influencer, or whatever, um, and give them any publicity at this point. But it was insanity. It was insanity. There was a 30 minute news press by the New York City Police Department about this. It was absolute chaos in Union Square recently. Like, if you look at the video footage, cars couldn't. Cars could not move. There were so many people. Thousands and thousands of people came out of the woodwork and just showed up on a fucking in, in Union Square and just like screwed everything up. Is this something? I, I, I Surely this isn't a – it's almost like one of those uh, – I only bring this up because he said he was giving out free PS5. But this is almost like those mob – 
those mob uh, what were those things called um, flash mobs what flash mobs yeah it's almost like a flash mob but it wasn't because there's nothing artistic or creative or fun about this this is like one it's just person literally a mob yeah <laughs> this is like one person because they're famous on the internet has now been able to manifest that popularity in real life and now this is like what the internet – this is like a visual of what the fucking internet looks like <laughs> to me, like this screen grab that I have. Guys, guys, guys. It's just fucking video games, all right? Seriously. Seriously, chill the fuck out. It's like it's like the people stopping looking at deer. It's like, guys, yeah, it's just Yeah, settle the fuck games. down, man. <laughs> but like it's weird because like if you look at this video, like none of these people would be here in this picture – if they didn't follow this social influencer, and this is a visual representation of the influence that one person can have on the internet. And it's like, we always say like the internet's not real, but then you, like, you look at this and like every single one of these fucking people are a real person that like probably listens to this person. And it's like, what the fuck is happening? Damage. What's that? You have to have some kind of a brain, like some kind of like... <laughs> Brain damage is not the right word, but like your brain has been molded by the internet in some way to make you think that this is okay behavior. Right. And I get that mobs are mobs are mobs, right? But it's like the same shit. It's like an evolution of, you know, like in the 90s, like going back to like the 80s and the 90s and the 2000s, whenever, you know how like it became a thing where, um, like news people or uh you know pseudo journalists would ask like Brad Pitt like what he thinks about some political election or something. Yeah. And it's like who fucking cares? He's Brad Pitt. He's just He's a an person. Actor. He doesn't know anything about politics. Or like maybe he doesn't care about politics. Or maybe he does know about politics, but what's it matter what he thinks about them to you? Like what's it matter? Like why like why are we why would why would anybody care or want to know or put any credence to what an actor has to say about fucking whether or not we should be at war in Iraq? Like that – to me, it's like those people should not be the people leading the – like why are you taking advice from that? Well, I don't understand. So like, yeah, dude. I just – yeah, go and, ahead. Sorry. And social – like social media influencers now and, and this is – I mean, it's not hyperbolics, but it's because we never tell people that they should listen to us as far as advice because we're a week, I guess, kind of fall into that sphere as a podcast. Yeah. Right. But like we're not telling you go, you know, vote for fucking Bernie Sanders or like, hey, uh, it really like you should go do this or that or whatever. Like. And I'm not saying that this YouTuber went out there and was like, hey, burn fucking cars down or whatever. But people need, need to start taking the internet with a grain of salt. It's the fucking internet. And some people, these social, me these social media influencers have gotten so good at manipulating the internet that that's how they make their money. So I, I don't know. I, I, I find it frustrating that this type of stuff happens. Because people should know better, and I get that maybe we're in a place of privilege, and that you and I can afford to have a PS Five, and we can afford to like buy games and, and all that kind of stuff. 
and maybe some of these people aren't. But at the same time, it's like I, I'm not, you know, me and my buddies, we're not going down to the local Ferrari dealership and lighting shit on fire because some guy online said he was giving away Ferraris. And, I don't know. The analogy is breaking down. But like it's, it's just – to me, it's less about what actually happened or that the YouTuber said any of this stuff, or that I don't know if you trolled everybody, if that's if like, or if he was actually giving away PlayStations. Do we know this? Like, was he actually giving away PlayStations and just all these people showed up, or was it him just fucking trolling the internet? Um, he was there. Like he happen? he was there. Oh man, I feel like my internet connection's getting bad here. You're getting grainy and hard to hear, man. Um, he was there. And he did get he did get arrested with two counts, at least two counts of inciting a riot in unlawful assembly because he didn't have a permit. Hmm. But I I had heard that the police had taken him out of this situation for his protection. But there were thousands and thousands of people, man, which is crazy. And he was a live streamer, so he was a gamer. Um, and it, You know, it, I don't know, man. I, I don't know if he actually gave away any consoles or not, but it it is absolutely reckless. And there's no accountability anymore. I mean, he – it sucks, but – I almost feel like he should be charged with these things. Yeah. Because people I, I think some of these some of these streamers and these YouTubers and stuff, I don't think they necessarily understand the type of influence they actually have. Some of them do and they wield it like a club. But some of or, or they troll their audience or whatever. But some of them I think they're just like, you know, because they're just sitting in their fucking bedroom talking into a camera. They don't understand the type of like reach or influence that they have. And that needs to be taken a little bit more seriously, I think. Yeah. Uh, again, it's, it's, it's not real until it is, is my point. You know what I mean? Like if these people weren't real, they're a, they're a like on a YouTube channel. They're a comment from an anonymous face or a tat name or whatever. They're, uh, you know, a, a person trolling on there, they're a thumbs down, they're a heart, they're a whatever. And then when they manifest and they become real, it really gives it pers- it really gives it perspective, like how much power that a random person can have because of the internet. And I think that's what's scary about it. So but you're yeah. right, man. It takes it takes, uh, and I'm not calling names, but it takes a little bit of mindlessness and like you got to drink the Kool Aid a little bit to like be so dedicated to somebody who's really just playing a game and sharing their broadcast online. Like, like what the fuck is the appeal, man? You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand what the appeal. I've never watched this person on YouTube. It doesn't mean that they're not good at what they do, but like, dude, there's. It's just when when is it going to end? You know what I mean. It's just kind of there crazy. are real there are real things in this world to be upset about. Yeah, and fucking free playstations are not one of them. Right. 
Yeah. We can leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Let's move on. I don't know. It's wild. If you have an opinion about it, you can write into us. Let us know what you think. Um, if you were in the riot, please write into us because I want to know what the fuck happened. Yeah, yeah. We, why weren't Why weren't you reporting to us when this shit was going down? No, I'm kidding, man. We don't need. How any. did you escape police custody? The big box on the scene. <laughs> we should become like. No, never mind. I'm going to go there. Big box will be our our uh, investigative reporter. Yeah, it'd be so good. Yeah, this is Big Box reporting from the ride here at Union Square. <laughs> he probably sounds nothing like that. I don't know why I gave him that fucking voice. He's going to troll me hard on that. Uh, it doesn't even matter. Uh, dual sense. Next next news point. Uh, this one is okay. Uh, it's just news. It's, it, you don't need to talk about it. It's just it's important to bring where PlayStation podcast. The PS5's Pro Controller, according to Push Square, the Dual Sense Edge is the best selling accessory in the U.S. This is the special controller. I think it retails for $100. Best-selling accessory in the U.S. Better than the regular DualSense. Better than the headphones. Better than a charging port. What? Mm. I don't know, man. That's bizarre. It is weird. For June, this was for I mean, that's cool. That's cool, but it's bizarre. Yeah. I don't have anything else to say about that. Jake, can we move on? Yep. All right. Another cool news point. And I do want to watch more of Twisted Metal. But if you're at all like into cars, like my family, uh, my grandpa was a master mechanic. He rebuilt classic cars. My uncle owns a mechanic shop. Um, everyone on my mom's side of the family works on fucking cars. It's what they've made a living out of. It's interesting. Um, but if you're into fabrication and stuff like that, you can tune into YouTube. Sony has posted – Sony Pictures or something that has posted uh, a nice 10 to 15-minute video of the creation of these awesome armed vehicles for the Twisted Metal TV show and what they had to do to make them look and behave the way they do on the show. And it was really cool and interesting. So if you're into cars, go check it out. Jake, anything about that? I mean, it's car, cars are really cool, and I think that it's neat that they like. This is the type of stuff that Sony should be doing. I mean, they they could have a little bit more. Uh, they could do it, I think, with a little bit more panache and a little bit more character. But it's cool that they're they're still doing this type of thing um, to give you a little bit of a sneak peek behind the curtain uh, on a show like Twisted Metal, which. I haven't watched it. I don't know. I think that it's it's getting pretty mixed reviews. I, I don't know that it's like a masterpiece or anything. It's not The Last of Us for sure, but um, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to watch it, but I know that uh, you have PS or not PS Plus, Paramount Peacock. Plus or whatever the fuck it's called, Peacock yeah. Plus or whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, hopefully you get a chance to actually make it through an episode without falling asleep. Mm -hmm. And then that's uh, not that, dude. And again, that's not commentary really like, on the show, dude. It, it's 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 pretty good so far. I think there's some really bad humor in it, though. Like, for instance, the first it's the first episode. He he gets inside the walls of one of these towns and they tell me it's a strip down. They're like throwing uh, lie on him or whatever. Just just cleaning him down. Right. And he's he's butt naked. 
and you don't really see anything, but you see a bare ass and you see like an old school perfume bottle that you go to like spray perfume and they go right up to his ass and they go and like it's just like I guess like it that's like a stupid humor like that here and there. Yeah. Um but it It's a gutter humor, yeah. It's something but it's not all gutter humor, but like it's, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like so far, it's 15 minutes in, dude. Like the episode is like 27 minutes long, so I can I can blow through it in a week, easy. Sure. But they they did come out and say that the the showrunner said that they can't confirm or deny. They have no clue whether they're going to get greenlit for a sequel. So um, hmm. there's that. So I just hope they don't end on a note where it's like a cliffhanger because if they don't know they're doing a sequel, then there's no reason for me to even watch it if if it ends on a cliffhanger. And they're like, yeah, we're not doing another one. <laughs> mm. um, last, almost last news point, Jedi Survivor, which is the sequel to uh, Star Wars. Uh, what was it called? Uh, uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Fallen Order, Yes. Um, was released on PS5 and new consoles, current consoles. Um, it has been announced that they're going to be porting it backwards to PS4. Um, weird. I'm o- yeah, weird. I'm okay with it. I mean, give us give the current console version first. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm okay with this decision. Is it a waste? I mean, of time? if it's anything know. like if it's anything like Jedi Fallen Order, it'll fucking sell forever. So they're just going to reach more people this way. And I'm hope I'm happy for them. Hopefully, it doesn't run like absolute dog shit. But other than that, cool. Yeah, very good. Um, one more news point here, Jake. Wish we have we have three left, and then we're gonna wrap things up. Striking distance. The studio who made the Callisto Protocol has reportedly laid off 32 employees to realign their priorities within the studio. Um. Jake, you played the Callisto Protocol. I've not. It's again on my back burner. Does this surprise you? I mean, the game did mediocre. I think. I th- here's the problem: is that the Callisto Protocol. I really enjoyed it. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like it's fucking Dead Space or something. But I really enjoyed it. They they had this dodge mechanic that was fucking bullshit. They should have never done it. But. Uh, just because it controlled funny. I think they were just trying to be creative and do something new, and it just didn't land for me. But um, I think that the problem is is that they spent so much money on this game. It's not that the game itself is bad. It's not that – like it only took them a few years to make it. Like it's it's actually a pretty decent accomplishment for them. But they spent like two hundred million dollars making it or some shit like that. Yeah, it was exorbitant and it the amount of money they spent on this game, and it didn't sell that well. So I can understand why this is happening from a business perspective, and I can only hope that uh, you know it seems like they're a pretty talented studio, at least as far as tech and everything goes, because the tech of the game is great. Right, and honestly, I think that the game kind of deserves a sequel because i think it's like one of those games that's like on the edge of being really great uh, it's got some really cool kind of like features and mechanics so we'll have to see we'll have to see what 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 happens here but hopefully it doesn't um destroy any lives let's say yeah time will tell dude i uh, we'll see what they come up with next you know what i mean 
Do they do a sequel? Who knows? Who knows what they're going to do? They're going to realign priorities. So, and lastly, nope, this is not last, but it's almost last. I talk as if the listeners want us to get this show over with. Um, I just know that some podcasts go on very long. Some do not. I try to try to walk that line, that uh, very, very delicate line. The Last of Us apparently has a ripoff on Switch. It's called The Last Hope, written in almost the same font, the same style, and it's called Dead Zone Survival, The Last Hope, Dead Zone Survival, and it has been removed now from the Switch store, and presumably this is because Sony has gotten involved. There has been a lot of backlash from content creators reacting to this game, laughing about it. The girl essentially looks as a dead ringer for Ellie. Hair worn the same, same burgundy shirt. The guy looks nothing like Joel. He actually looks like he's a meth addict or something. I'm not making fun, but he looks like he has some fucking real problems. He doesn't look healthy. But he has the backpack that Joel has. And uh, the game looks very very shitty and uh it's only gotten a lot of comedy press from people just making fun of it and being like oh my god how can they get away with this and it is now no longer on the switch store Hmm. how do these games get made it takes even though the game looks like garbage it still takes talent to make these you don't have to be the best game designer you don't have but you have to know some shit like jake if we wanted to make a ripoff game we would still have to know how to make a fucking game like yeah so like these are people who have some some semblance of talent or is it just like farmed from like a country trying to make money or something you know what i mean like what is going on with this use that time to just make something original Right. I mean, why not? Because it be way more successful, even if it looks shitty or something. I mean, compared to doing something that everyone is immediately going to hate you for. Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to do the thing I do. I'm going to do the thing I do. I am going to put a picture on the podcast for the listeners, for the people who watch this show. I'm going to go an image, and we're going to call it The Last Hope. (laughs) Okay, and then we're going to pull it in here. Now, Jake, you can't see this, but just Google The Last Hope and go to images, and you will see a side-by-side comparison of Joel in this character and Ellie in this character. And it is one of the most ridiculous pictures. I've got it up on the podcast now, on the YouTube podcast. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> oh my god! Look at the guy from that's supposed to represent Joel. He has a perfectly symmetrical face. It's weird. His eyes are way too far apart. Uh, the Ellie person, man, it just looks bad, but it's so painfully obvious that this is what they meant to do. You know what I mean? Like, good for Sony for stopping this, if that's what happened. Um, it's it's kind of ridiculous. Do you see that picture? 
talking about? Uh, are you talking about the one that's on the in the notes? Nope. I'm going to give you one here real quick. Just give me one second. I'm just going to send it over to you because it's worthy of sending in the chat here. Dude, I'm like watching fucking gameplay of this. And there. It is... Look at this picture I just sent in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. Like it should be like this should almost be a, it should be fucking illegal. Yeah, like, it should. I mean, Hell yeah. Like not even not even necessarily because they copied The Last of Us, but because they put so little effort into it that it's obviously a scam. Like it's it's like offensive. Not because they tried to copy The Last of Us. You expect there to be some kind of copycat shit going on. But, like, the fact that, like, what they are doing with this <laughs> is they did they made enough of a game for them to literally be able to get it on the store yeah. in the first place. Otherwise, it's just them trying to capitalize on suckers who think this might be the last of us on Switch. Yeah, I can't even look at that picture anymore. <laughs> it's like so fucking funny. Uh, <laughs> the more I look at the people from the game, the more ridiculous they start to look. It's it's like, you know, there's like a big running gag going about how when the last of us was being played on the Steam Deck, they pretty looked messed up. Like, this is like the Steam Deck versions. Worse than the Steam Deck versions of Jewel and Ellie. Oh my god. Oh, before they fix things. Oh, Jesus. Their name their names are Ava and Brian. I'm I'm literally watching gameplay where they're like in a museum. Oh my god. And Ellie's hiding behind some display you mean Ava. while some Sorry. Ava is hiding behind some display while Brian is running away from some zombie facsimiles. So this is literally like the museum scene from The Last of Us. Oh my god, this is... They've clearly made money on it because all these Twitch streamers and stuff are buying the game so they can make fun of it. So, they're just supporting this fucking thing. So... I guess, man. Alright, anyways, last news point for the show and then we're gonna call it quits and let you guys go for the week. Helldivers 2 is apparently coming out in October. There was a file sent to people with a partnership program with Sony that was asking content creators to mention that the game is going to be an October release. There's been no official release date announced, but it would seem that the wheels are turning for Helldivers 2. So we're possibly, quite quite possibly, getting the game in October. I'm interested. Hmm. Yeah, it looks great. Uh, I don't know October is the best time because Spider-Man comes out the 22nd or whatever. So it really depends when it comes out. I guess you might want to have it. Like if they release the first week of October, they might be good because that would give you a little bit of a buffer from Spider-Man. Although maybe the Helldivers is not going to be a competitor for Spider-Man. They're just – they're vastly different games. So – it's hard to say, but yeah, I agree. It either is either way. It looks good. 
it is tough to say how that's going to how they're going to play off one another or against one another or compete with one another or how they're both going to exist being released in the same month and if they will have any effect on one another. But uh, I do think that they both will do well. Spider-Man obviously is going to do well, but Helldivers 2, it could go either way, but I've got faith because I've played the first one uh, a lot and I really enjoyed it. So I think part two is going to be rad. So that being said, Mr. Peters, we are moving into the section of the podcast known only as... The closing. The, end. the closing. <laughs> yes. The closing. <laughs> do, do, uh, I, I guess, again, I, I'm, I am humbled and always surprised when I get a message from somebody who has not written the show and they say that they've found our podcast and they really enjoy it. Um, that prescript one just out of nowhere was on the YouTube live stream and was like, oh man, I was waiting to see if you guys were going to live stream anything. It's like, wow, you know, that's, that is flattering, man. And it's, it's humbling to hear that you guys out there listen to this podcast. You know, I, I know we're not always firing all cylinders over here. You know, Jake and I both work full jobs. We're in a band together. I do lots of ulterior stuff outside of the podcast and, I've got a lot of projects, a lot of irons, and a lot of fires, but we always make time to do PS. This is awesome. It has been a labor of love, and anyone who wants to join into this discussion and listen to our podcast is always welcome. So we welcome all of you guys for coming along, and uh, you know, please share the show, um, rate it, all those good things. Keep the ball rolling. We are very, very thankful for you, and uh, you know, this kind of thing that we're building isn't at all about making money because we we can't we can't make money doing the show like we're not we're nobody you know what i mean we aren't anybody we just talk about games um but uh what you are able to provide through patreon is always appreciated i've said it three times now on the show it's we don't expect it but if you uh have a mind to and you want to throw some money in our tip jar you know we're not going to turn you away but um you know, we don't expect you guys to do that. It's it's a little icing on the cake for Jake and I to kind of give us incentive to stay consistent and, and feel like we have a listener base. Because to be fair, I listen to a lot of podcasts and I've never written any of them. So, you know, we don't know what our reach is. And I get vague numbers from our stuff, but the numbers aren't really staggering that we get. You know, they're, they're pretty minimal, if I'm being honest, uh, you know, and we're pretty transparent with that. And we live in a society where, like, if you talk about, like, part of becoming something is giving the impression that you're something. You know what I mean? Like, especially in, like, the music scene, like, if you present yourself as, like, a big-time band, then people are going to be like, oh, man, let's go check them out. They're big-time. You know what I mean? But, like, we'll never be anything but transparent about what we are. Like, well, this is just really – Jake and I are just having conversations about PlayStation. We welcome you to join us on these conversations. It is – it is really exciting for me to hear from other people that listen to the show. Um, you know, you don't need to give us a shot in the arm to float our egos or anything, but it's it's nice to know that we have people tuning in. Um, really, back to basics. That's all it is. So, the internet is far and wide, and there's a lot of podcasts out there. And I do think that the PlayStation specific podcasts are kind of minimal. 
But we are part of that archive at this point with 288 episodes under our belt now. So, uh, you know, thank you for choosing us among maybe the other ones that you listen to. So we'll see you next week. Jake, do you have anything you'd like to add? Um, I don't think so. You know, <laughs> just uh, if you want to watch a good movie from the early 2000s about cheerleaders, the movie Bring It On is great. Oh, God. Uh, or um, Just Dance. Just Just Dance is a game. They do have a It's a movie, too, version. is it not? Uh, maybe it is. But they, they, they have a version of Just Dance that's all ABBA songs, which is really interesting. Uh, if you're into ABBA, that's cool. Yeah, it's not a movie. Otherwise, um, been watching The Witcher Season 3 on Netflix. Haven't finished it yet. Um, I think the show has been in steady decline. So I'm not sure if the podcast is the right place to talk about it. But... Uh, it is semi relevant to the to the, the the audience because The Witcher is a, a pretty popular PlayStation uh, IP. So we'll see. We got one more episode left in season three, and uh, then we'll have to see what the new fucking Geralt is going to be like. Sarah Sarah said to me that she was reading somewhere that like the showrunner had made some comment about how. You know, they were looking at Geralt and the actor that plays Geralt in the same vein as like fucking James Bond and how they changed actors for James Bond or whatever. It's like, come on, you guys just fucking lost Henry Cavill. Like, you're just trying to make shit up. Cause like, there's like, there, there, to me, it, I don't see the comparison. Cause James Bond is like a, like 007, like the whole theory is that he's like, James Bond slash 007 is like a moniker. It's not like a fucking guy. That's why it's a different person every time. But like, Geralt is Geralt. I saw, yeah. I I saw some YouTube videos, man, about Henry Cavill and quite possibly how he can be difficult to work with. I'm sure. It sounds like based on, I mean, I didn't read anything. Take everything I'm saying with a grain of salt. Same, yeah. But Sarah was saying that it sounds like he's just a stickler about things being canon, like, true, yeah, true to the the source material. And when the showrunners want to change shit, he's just like, "Fuck it, I'm done. I'm out. I don't want to do it anymore." And it's like, okay, he's a he's a gazillionaire. He has the right to do that. And he seems like he's a legit nerd, which is awesome because he's fucking chiseled as shit. And he looks like he should be on a statue or something. But like... Yeah, he uh, is Superman. Or was, yeah. But like, uh, you know, that could... I could see how that could lead to some difficulties if the people that are writing the show don't want to take it the same way the book or the game does. Hmm. But I don't know. Yeah, I, I, again, you gotta you gotta walk the fine line, man. When you when you're in charge of a project like this, because your initial fan base already exists because they appreciate and adore the source material. If you stray too far from that, 
because your first season was a success and you're like, oh, people love what I'm doing. Now I can do this. And now I'm going to I'm going to play with this a little bit. This is more interesting. Those people that now you you have you've acquired their trust, you've gained their trust. The second you start screwing stuff up and messing with what they love, they're going to walk. And I think Henry, like you said, is a stickler for the content. And, you know, that's like you said, that's great. But it also sucks to work with somebody who is not willing to meet somebody in the middle. Now, I don't know any of what happened, but... You know, what I do know is that if he has full control over the Space Marines fucking show, it's going to be awesome. (laughs) Put him in charge of something and let him just fucking nerd out and do it right. You know what I mean? Let him stick to it. Yeah, I guess we'll just see who's, uh, if he's really got the juice. If he's got the skills, if he's got the skills to pay the bills, I I don't know. I mean, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see, but I don't know. I mean, I don't. The Witcher's kind of in a a pickle because the show is kind of in a rock and a hard place in that you've got fans that hate it because it's not like the books, and they've got fans that hate it because it's not like the games, and so. And the books are not like the games. And you're switching the main actor out now. Or not the main, so like, one of the main actors. So, like, they, they changed some shit so that it would be more like the games, but then, like, they also want to be true to the books, and they also want to do their own thing, and they want to do all that shit. Like, they should literally just tell everyone to fuck off and do what they want to do. And if it's good, it's good. If it's not, it's not. You know, I understand the argument of wanting to do the be true to the source material, but to be fair, it's like, it's you're making your own like the last of us was pretty close but it wasn't the same it was done tastefully yeah right like they did their own thing in a few places or whatever so i don't know i don't know if it's a it's a proper comparison or not but uh i've got one more episode to watch in that season i just you have to talk about this now that's fine let's let's close off let's end it (laughs) we'll talk about it maybe another time Thank you for tuning in to 288 of PS. This is awesome PlayStation Podcast. We'll be back next Monday. If you want to subscribe to the Patreon, you might get the show a little early. But until we hear from, until you hear from us next time, until you hear from us, I like that. Warhammer, like Warhammer 40,000 Space Marines 2, Warhawk, and wipe out the Omega Collection. PS. PS. This is this awesome. Is awesome.